Good day, everybody. This is Josh, and welcome to Uncensored Advice for Men. The hope of this show is to give men out there who are going through hard times in isolation and pushing through the darkness to give them hope and direction uh, during mm. the outbreak of the coronavirus, right? So mm-hmm. on today's show, we're going to have a, a conversation with uh, Tim, who's a, uh, a leadership coach, and he's going to talk about leadership during times of crisis. So Tim, welcome <laughs> to the show. Hey, I'm so glad to be here, man. I I love the intent of your message and giving hope and talking about positivity. I love that. I love that. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of negative shit out there right now between even family group text, uh, Facebook, oh, Twitter. Yeah. Everything is just so yep. negative, you know. So, it is. Um, it totally is. It, totally is. Yeah. So let's let's kick off with uh, uh you know why don't you tell us quickly who you are. And okay. then uh, you, you said you have a, a joke or a funny story to share. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> it's stuff that happens as leaders, right? We always run into this stuff. So uh, obviously you introduced me. My name's Tim Kroll. Um, I do coaching for small businesses. I do consulting for larger corporations. And then I do a lot of public speaking for different events and things that are, uh, whether it's leadership training, digital marketing, there's a lot of different components that I speak on. Uh, but the most recent one that I was working on was I was the director for a large men's event that we were planning. We we're supposed to have 1,000 men. This was now only just a week ago. Um, and unfortunately, we had to cancel. But as you are a director of an event, your mind plays tricks on you, right? So all 1,000 men were supposed to show up on Saturday. I sit there and I have this dream the night before. And I'm sitting there behind the stage looking at we've got all of our speakers ready to go. We've got everybody, the band, everybody's ready to go. And I walk out on stage, and instead of a thousand men, there's a thousand women in the audience. Oh, that's and terrible. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's something that could never happen. But it's just showing, like, even as as leaders and directors, we're just like, our minds play such a ton of incredible tricks. What's even worse, so it gets even better, is like I literally had this dream twice in a row. And the second time, I walk out on stage, and I literally say, "Deja vu." And it's a thousand women again sitting in the auditorium with everybody else that's out there with four speakers and everybody. It's like, so anyway, it it was just one of those things that we looked at. It's like, this cannot be happening, but our minds play tricks on us. And it's just, it's it's kind of crazy how that stuff happens, but that's what we got. (laughs) You know, they say in public speaking, one of the greatest fears that people have is actually public speaking. And one of the tips that they say is just imagine your audience naked. So I, I don't, I'm not suggesting that. <laughs> that would not work in this situation. <laughs> yeah. That, that it's a Christian men's really conference. <laughs> oh, man. That would not be a good situation yeah. at all. So, But, yeah, it was, it was one of those things, like, it just totally, like, those are the kinds of dreams and things that we have as leaders and as event directors and as we talk with people. It's like, that is an impossibility. Like, that is never going to happen. But yet our minds play tricks. I have no idea where that came from. No idea how it even got in my head. But for some reason, it was there. Yeah. <laughs> so. so so, as as a part of the topic that we're discussing today, and I, and I love this, like a lot of times us leaders, us men, we fear the things that will absolutely never happen. So like you mm-hmm. wanted to come – you know, when we when we first spoke, you wanted to talk about leadership during times of crisis, and I think this is a good segue into it. A lot of times we have these fears of things that will absolutely never happen. Mm. So why don't you kind yep. of walk us through as a leader during times of crisis? What is your advice to the men out there listening on, holding on to your every word to break it through this darkness? Yeah. So I originally, I mean, like I think with every leader, you have to look at a foundation. 
And so you go, first of all, what is the foundation? How or what foundation am I going to lead out of? And the Gallup poll actually produced this a little bit ago, but it's very relevant for even today. And did a survey worldwide, 7 billion people saying, what do you need from your leader during times of crisis, during times of challenge, during times of anything that's going on. Now, keep in mind, this is world leaders that we're talking about, but it applies both to our businesses, it applies to our families, and quite frankly, it applies to anybody that you have influence on, especially as you're a man because you are a leader. People are following you. And here are the four things. Number one, people want compassion. Number two, people want to be able to have stability. Three is trust. And four is hope and inspiration for the future. And I thought that's such a great foundation as a leader and as you're looking to be able to step in, what foundation do you need to lead out of? And understanding whenever you put a plan together, and we'll talk about how to put a plan together, but whenever you communicate, whenever you put a plan together, if you keep those four aspects in mind, am I communicating with trust and stability and compassion? Am I communicating and giving hope? Am I putting a plan together that's going to have compassion in it, that has stability, that has trust, that has hope for the future? All of those things become the foundation. But the one thing that Gallup poll did not do, they didn't tell us how. And I thought, man, this is so, such great information to be able to have and understand what people are looking for. But then they stopped short of, well, how do we as leaders portray this type of foundation, these stable things that people need? How do we portray that as leaders? So I can jump into some of the, uh, some of the things that I've learned over the last 20 years of leadership. But, um, man, it's just such a powerful thing. I didn't know if you had a different question, but we can go that way or whichever way you want to go. Yeah. Okay. So um, let me just recap this for my uh, for the audience listening in. Uh, during times of crisis, this is what the people are asking for: compassion, or from from their leadership, compassion, stability, trust, and hope for a brighter future. That we're going to get through this together. Um, Correct. And then the the plan is kind of show how, as a leader, you implement these things to the people. Is that right, Tim? Yeah, correct. The one thing is, is I, and I have four steps. So if I want to go a step further in this, there's four things you need to do as a leader to come up with your plan. Uh, one is okay. separate go fact from fiction. Okay. So yeah. So one of them is separate fact from fiction. And right now, I okay. mean, this is probably the hardest thing to do because like you just said in social media, I mean, even prior to us recording, we were talking about all the negativity that's out there. It's separating what all of the fiction is, what all of the fake kind of news that's going on and to what is the reality of our situation. So separating fact from fiction. The second thing then is gathering the resources and the network of the people that can help you get through this. So as a business owner, that means that's your leadership team, bringing them together. And then this is where you control the agenda for step three is what services, what opportunity, what, what do you have available that you can use to be able to create that plan? So you want to engage step two is engaging those leadership teams to be able to reach into and, and plan for the future. And then the last piece is the communication. So step one, separate facts from fiction. Step two, gather your support, your team, your network. Step three is create the plan. And then step four is how do you communicate that plan? Got it. All right. So in, in today's world right now, right? So, there are businesses that are shutting down and there's leaders out yeah. there who are, are incredibly scared of what do we do, yeah. you know, during this time, uh, you know, like, so walk us through uh, maybe an example of how a leader during this time where they're uncertain if they're going to have a business tomorrow or the next day, 
mm-hmm. walk us through maybe these four steps high level uh, practically so, so a leader out there can, can kind of put this into action today. Yeah, and here's the biggest challenge is when I'm giving like from a high level, what, I, what I'm always hesitant, especially when I coach other businesses, is don't ever take this as a cookie cutter that you have to stamp on your business because no two businesses are going to be alike. Uh, so let me give you a couple of examples of situations. Number one, here in Michigan, we have several people that produce alcohol, uh, vodka, different types. They approach the situation in a completely different way. So they looked at it, separated out the facts and fiction, what was real, what was not, brought together their leadership team and said, okay, here is what is happening. People are not going to buy as much alcohol, but it's getting shut down because of this or that. We have to adapt and adjust. So what service can we create? Well, alcohol, when it's in its purest form, is one of the, the components that creates your sanitizing gels or your sanitizer. So they have adapted and adjusted, and they're no longer, at this exact moment, they're no longer producing alcohol like vodka or whatever. They're actually producing hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. And so they've been able to adapt their business. Now, can every business do this? No, obviously not. But there are situations where in, when you look at what is the facts of going, what, what's going on in your world right now, let's pull our leadership together and discuss and see how we can adapt in an ever-changing economy and then be able to put that plan in action. And now they're communicating with news channels. They're communicating with the, uh, the uh, um, emergency teams that are now have access to these things, the hospitals. And so they're able to adapt their business to be able to survive through a situation that otherwise they would completely fail. And I've got two or three others. Some are in service industry. Some are in uh, restaurant businesses. Uh, there's a lot of different people that are adapting to use what is available and fill a need. And by doing that, it's allowing them to get through. And granted, there is going to be some hard times. There's going to be some scale back. There's going to be some hurts. But survival is kind of what we're looking at. And how do we be able to, excuse me, how can we survive as we move forward through this time to be able to come out on the other end and be ready to be able to take advantage of opportunity? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this is, this is really good input, uh, Tim, especially uh, the separate fact from fiction. All right. So as oh, a leader, as right. a leader, let, let's, let's kind of dive into this uh, separating fact from fiction. How do you know what is real and what is not? <laughs> That's a million dollar question sometimes. Because <laughs> sometimes it's really, really hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, how do you separate out what you're hearing and what you're seeing and what you're going on? And uh, to be honest with you, and I, I, I believe me, I'm not trying, this is not a negative hit, but sometimes even our leaders, like the governors, uh, don't know what mm-hmm. fact or fiction is. And so they're giving yeah. us information. And then here's the other thing, and this is the one thing that I'm seeing across the board in every state, is a governor will get up and they will give the uh, address or update or briefing, whatever you want to call it. They get up and they start using words like only essential businesses can stay open or only the life-supporting businesses can stay open. All the others have to shut down. Well, what immediately happens then is every business owner and everybody is looking at this and say, well, am I an essential business or am I a life-sustaining business or am I one of these things that they're non-defined? And so everybody's coming up with their own definition of what essential business is versus what is, you know, life-sustaining, whatever. And then uh, uh, sometimes within 24 hours, sometimes 48 hours, the governor will issue an executive order that will specifically spell out what businesses they mean, what businesses they don't mean, what businesses they have control over, and what businesses they do not have control over. 
And all of this information is coming out. So here's exactly what happens. Governor gets up, says such and such, not intending, you know, to do any harm, trying to be positive, trying to move forward. Everybody interprets what governor says the night before and then freaks out and knee-jerk reaction. And then all of that negativity starts to spin out of control. Whereas if we would just put a pause button and say, all right, what do you mean by what you say in essential businesses? And let's define that. So when I say about separating facts and fiction, I mean, everybody and their brother is going to have an opinion on what something means or what something is. Once somebody says something, they're going to have that opinion. But when it's getting spelled out, so this is what I've encouraged all of my businesses that I'm coaching to do is put a pause button after the governor makes their statement, then go back to the government, the government website, find the exact executive order and read the order. Because that's the only way you're going to know exactly what the governor is saying right now. It's, it's impossible to get it from your friends and from your neighbors and from everybody else because everybody's going to have a different interpretation of what those words mean. So that's one way to, to source, be able to, right? Exactly. Go back to the source. Now, here's the other challenge is that source has to be trusted. And so that's the biggest challenge right now that we're seeing. Um, and again, I'm not trying to point fingers at anything, but at the same time, you have some news channels that are very left-leaning and some news channels that are very right-leaning. So depending on their viewpoint, they are going to give you a different storyline than what, you know, maybe it's true. I don't know that part of it. And so I don't ever want to jump into that. And, but I just want to make sure everybody understands more than anything else is put a pause. Just pause when you hear something. Because if you react immediately to everything that you hear, you're going to be running around like a chicken with your head cut off, putting out every dumpster fire that's ever out there. That, you know, it's just everything is going to be popping. So take yeah. the moment, pause, find a true credible source for information before you make a decision. That's good. Find the credible source. Yeah, we might have you come back on uh, later on, maybe in a follow-up show, to talk about, you know, uh, walking through your four steps. So the four steps, to recap for the audience, um, separate, like, how do you take this crisis plan, which is, this is what people are asking for in leadership. Right. They want compassion, stability, trust, and hope for the future. Now you went right. further and you packaged it into a four-step program or pla uh, mm -hmm. plan, separate fact from fiction. As a leader, you must be able to do this for your people, right? Correct. And one way to do that is to find the credible source. Then two, Correct. gather the team and resources. Three, look at what the opportunity is. And four is communication is how do we implement this and put it into to the game plan? Using right. The team. Is that right? Exactly. So. That's 100% correct. So let me tie a couple of components. These are really, really important. Let me tie them together. So if okay. we take compassion and we say, okay, people want to be led with compassion. Again, how? How do we lead with compassion? So in this situation, regardless of your personal political feelings, regardless of your personal beliefs on the virus, regardless of anything, and let's just assume that you fall on the fact that this is a complete government conspiracy. This is not real. It's all fake. If you take that approach with your leadership team and your communication with the customers and how you're going to approach things and say, you know, like, this is just a hoax. It's going to pass in a week or whatever. If you think that and you dismiss somebody else that is on the exact opposite side of that, and this is like the worst thing in their lives, you dismiss the fact that it's a hoax as a conspiracy theory. What that person, that person's perception 
what in essence you're doing is dismissing them as an individual. Now I'm giving two extremes because you look at it, obviously nobody believes that this is a hoax. I mean, well, hopefully not at this point in time because there's a lot of data out there, right? But uh, that's the two sides of the extreme, that it's all government conspiracy and this is not real versus somebody that's panicked, you know, running around like storing all kinds of toilet paper and key sticks or whatever. You have those two extremes. If you dismiss that person's feelings, you feel it, they feel like they have been dismissed as a person. So that's what, what I mean by couching and having the foundation of compassion. So when you approach your team, it's listening and hearing. Compassion by definition is empathy. You feel their pain. You feel what they are going through. And as a leader, if you can approach any of your situations, whether it's time of crisis or not, and approach that so that people feel that, that you feel, or I'm sorry, let me switch that. So people feel that you're feeling their pain, that gives you credibility. And then as you put your, your plan together, stability, I mean, look at it right now, we are living in an, what we would call an unstable time. So by creating a stable plan, a realistic stable plan, when the realistic part ties in with trust, because if you go too far and you say like, oh, this is whatever, it, you have to be stable, you have to be trusting. So man, there's so many things that I know we have a hard cutoff time, so I don't wanna to get too deep in that, but there's a lot of ways to be able to tie these things back and forth and then be able to provide a hope for the future. Like, hey, yeah, it's gonna be hard to get through, but we're gonna get through it together. And so the planning, everything that I just gave you, it is simple, but it's not easy. So don't confuse those two things. So even though I've given you a simple plan and given you a couple of simple tips, it's not easy and it is going to be hard. And I don't ever want anybody to think that this is just, oh, no big deal. It is a big deal. We are moving through a crisis and we are leading. This is an opportunity. So one last big tidbit, and then I'll let you ask whatever questions. This is something that's been resonating with me. This, this has been resonating with me for the last week and a half. If we focus on the negativity, we are going to miss the opportunity. So as a leader, Focusing on the opportunity of what could happen or what can happen is going to give you the ability to be able to get through this time of crisis. That means whether it's with your family, giving them opportunity to be able to share, to be able to help. Opportunity is so, it inspires so much hope in people by focusing on what they can do to be able to reach out and encourage, support, and strengthen one another. Yeah, man, that's so good. That's so good. If you focus on the negativity, you will absolutely miss the opportunity here. Now, this leadership plan, compassion, stability, trust, hope for the future, this, this applies to you know, our spouses, our family, the people yes. that we're leading internally, right? Yes. You know, separate facts yes. from fiction. You know, it is our job. I believe this, right? So to not everybody believes this, but I'm proud to say it. I feel like I'm the leader of my household in partnership with my wife, my spouse. Mm -hmm. But I feel that my job is to take the, the blunt force of whatever painful thing comes our direction, that it's my right. job to step in and take it, whether it's a, right. whatever the case may be. Separating yep. fact from fiction is so vital to our family. Uh, yes. And then walking through your steps. Tim, this, is, uh, this has been great. Uh, I do want to end it on here because we have a hard stop. Where could people go to find you? I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, but what's the best way for people to um, you know, connect with you? There's, I'll give you two specifically. The one is my website. It's my name, Tim Kroll, C-R-O-L-L.com. 
but the other one is LinkedIn. And the reason why LinkedIn instead of Facebook is because Facebook limits us at 5,000 followers. And <laughs> so, so LinkedIn is going to be a lot better. Um, but you can, uh, the, uh, the URL or the link will be, like you said, in the show notes. But those are the two ways yeah. to be able to connect with me. Um, and then if you want to send a direct message, there's ways to do that through the website. Sounds good. Sounds good. Hey, Tim, we got to go. Thank you so much for giving some uncensored advice to the men out there. And I hope you don't have this reoccurring nightmare of you stepping on stage <laughs> and seeing a bunch of angry women. <laughs> Especially at a men's conference. It doesn't work. Especially at a men's conference. That's kind of crazy. Uh, all right. All right. Well, Tim, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Ladies and well, there's no ladies in this show. I no longer have to say ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen in this <laughs> audience. Uh, but I just got used to saying that after 300 podcast interviews is ladies and gentlemen. No longer do I have to say that gentlemen out there, men, badasses, tough leaders out there listening in. Uh, this is Josh. You're listening into your host. If you want to uh, come share a piece of advice, for other men, or if you want to uh, talk with us about uh, the one-on-one -on -one support that we're offering to our community, just hit me up on uh, LinkedIn, go to the website. I, I, I share all our contact information and uh, you know, we want you to know that you're not alone and that we're wanting to yeah. support men through this uh, difficult time. So Tim, thanks for coming on the show. Gentlemen out there, badasses, get through this. We'll see you on the other side. See you, Tim. See you, man.